In late 2009, I found myself where I never thought I would be, a senior about to graduate from West Pacific University, um, and I had to come up with a project, a project that would kind of decide my, my future as a budding scientist in marine biology. And I got in touch with Mike Ladley of White Shark Africa, and I was like, you know what, I, I want to work with elasmobranchs, which are shark skates and rays, for the people who aren't as nerdy as I am. And uh, specifically, I want to work with lamnids, which are mako sharks, salmon sharks like we have here, and white sharks. And I get talking with Mike Ladley, and I end up in, uh, in really good conversation with him. And we're going to do it. In June 2010, I'm going to South Africa. June 2010 in South Africa is also where the World Cup was being held. So I'm getting ready, and I'm like crying to my girlfriend, and I want to leave, and I'm scared, and I've never been out of the country, and I'm going to South Africa. U.S. Embassy tells me Johannesburg is probably the most uh, crime-heavy city in the whole world, and I'm flying to Johannesburg. And I go, and I land in Johannesburg, and there's all these tourists around, and there's so much energy, and everybody's boarding their, their flight to whatever city they were going to, Port Elizabeth, Pretoria, Cape Town, and then I'm walking out to my gate, and there's that tiny little prop plane going to a place called Mossel Bay, South Africa. I don't even know if the plane's going to get off the ground. Uh, so the energy wasn't there as much for me. I was freaking out by myself. But we get there. I get to Mossel Bay, and I meet Mike Gladly, and I embark in a three-day intensive series of lectures on white shark behavior and what I should be able to expect when I go out on the boat. Those three days go by quickly for me because I'm super nerdy. I want to know everything I can know about white sharks. And then on the fourth day, we go out on the boat. And we're leaving the dock. And to the north, the beautiful cliffs of Mossel Bay. It's a kind of like a town now, but it's still got that sort of village feel. It's only locals. There's not many tourists around. And to the south is where the Atlantic and the Indian Ocean are meeting. And as you can imagine, where two oceans meet, the waters are pretty rough. But we're heading out, and it's not that far. Um, we're only going a few thousand meters, not far at all. And then as we approach Seal Island, all I can smell is seal piss, which if you haven't smelled it, it's awful. It's probably as bad as 10 litter boxes that have never been changed. And they're like, well, we're here. And so I look around, oh, sweet. So we're going to anchor at Litter Box Island. Cool. And so we, we anchor, and we start chumming the water. And within seconds, it seems, white sharks are everywhere. And Mossel Bay is known for its juvenile white sharks, which range anywhere from four feet at the smallest to like eight feet. Um, juveniles, babies. And, and in the first hour, we saw 30 different individual sharks. And Mike goes to me, he's like, Chris, I don't normally do this on the first day. You gotta get, you gotta get in the water. I look, I look at him like, yeah, all right. Yeah, let's do that. He's like, sweet. You know, he's, he's excited. I'm excited. This is why I'm here. I need to learn everything I can about white sharks, and there's no better place to do it than in the water with them. And so he throws me a three-and-a-half-millimeter wetsuit, and I'm an American. I'm really cautious about, you know, my body. And he's like, what, what are you doing? Get naked, put it on, and let's go. And so on the boat with all these people? Yes. Okay. So I did that. Uh, then he hands, me, he hands me an oxygen tank, and I, like, look at him. What the hell is this for? You ever been scuba diving? Nope. 
you're going today. Put the oxygen tank on. I put the breathing apparatus around. I, everything, fins, everything. And I'm sitting there, and it's awkward. I've never had anything like this on in my life. And I'm pulling at everything, and I'm like, God, I look like a fucking seal right now. And, and I'm getting in the, in the cage. YOLO, right? So I swing my leg over the side of the boat where the cage is. And the cage has a ladder that goes right into the water. And I'm stoked. And I put my foot down on the first step of the ladder. And then I fall into the cage. Very graceful. And I've been seeing sharks for over an hour now. It seems like hundreds of them, but 30 different individuals on many occasions in that past hour. And I get in the water, fall in the water, and I'm in the cage by myself, which isn't very big. It's about six feet deep and maybe 10 feet or so long. And I'm in the cage, and then there's no sharks around. And during the three-day lecture series, Mike had alluded to this shark that he had seen over the last quarter year or so, which is a little large for Mossel Bay, three and a half meters, which if you don't know how big that is, that's about 12 feet. Um, and I was like, sweet. But now I'm in this cage and there's no sharks around and the water's murky. And for the youngins in the crowd, it's as murky as if I held a selfie stick out and I couldn't see the cell phone at the end of it. Uh, but as a budding scientist, I knew that's because there's so many nutrients in the water, so I'm excited. But there's no more sharks and all I can see is this bait line with a half a tuna fish at the end of it. And there's no sharks around. And then who appears? Of course, Melissa. I don't know why it was named Melissa, but this probably an ex-wife or something. Um, she shows up and she's swimming what seemed like half a mile an hour. She's got a large black, pu or a large black eye with a large blue pu pupil looking right in at me. She just swims right by and then dives to the depths. And I don't see her. And then what seems like an hour goes by, which is probably only a few seconds, I hear shouting coming from the boat. And I'm like, oh, shit, We're like, where is it? I'm looking around. There's no floor in the cage. Uh, I'm looking around. And then dead in front of me, the shark is charging at this half a tuna at the end of the bait line. And she slams into the cage. And it was so exciting, except that she slammed into the cage. Up to her dorsal fin. And if you haven't, or if you can't imagine what a 12 foot shark looks like, well, white sharks grow in proportion with length and width. So when they're 12 feet long, they are 12 feet wide when you include their fins. And this shark is face to face with me. And I'm probably pissing my pants if I had any on. But I'm in a wetsuit, so it's okay. And, <laughs> and the shark is right in front of me. And I'm looking at Ampulae du Lorenzini, which look like little blackheads on the snout of the shark. And that's a sensory organ, if you didn't know what that was. And I, but what I should be looking at is the teeth that are right in front of me. And I see her caudal fin, which is her tail, slamming into the cage. It sounds like a construction site. And I should be scared shitless at this point, but what, what else do I have to lose? I'm in the cage. I can't go anywhere, and apparently neither can she. And so I apologize if anybody in the risk management committee are sitting here. Uh, I did what any human would do, any any person with any hum humanity, I put my hand on top of her head and pushed her out of the cage. I didn't want her to freak out. And then, and then the coolest thing happened after that. And you're all thinking, that's, that's probably the coolest thing. No, the coolest thing happened after that. Nothing. She disappeared into the depths, and that was the last shark we saw that day.